Hello and welcome back in to the latest episode of the Right Bench Podcast. I'm Logan Hill, joined by Noah Ferguson. Noah, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, trying to see these the Rams beat the Buccaneers real quick, trying to see Tom Brady's downfall on live television. <laughs> yeah, if it's the Sunday before classes start, they start tomorrow, and we're here to talk more Maryland basketball. And we have to start with what was an up-and-down week for the team in what's been an up-and-down season Losing to Michigan back on Tuesday night in a, in a game that was never really that competitive. Noah, you covered that one, so I'll let you go in on that one in a second. But then Friday night, they, Illinois comes to town with no Kofi Coburn, and they, Maryland gets a big win led by Dante Scott. And so one in one week and back over 500 as we head into the next one. So I guess let's start there. Let's start with that Michigan game. And Noah, it's your time, your time to shine. Yeah, so I covered that one. Obviously, it was a road game, and Maryland really came out flat. And um, and, and part of that was uh, Hunter Dickinson came back for Michigan. And you know how Hunter Dickinson is when he plays Maryland. He he apparently has that vendetta against, against the Terps. So it was really the Hunter Dickinson show. He had 21 points. A lot of that came in the second half. Six rebounds, a career high, six assists. He was he – was, he, he looked like the college version of Nikola Jokic uh, – to me, he was a game time decision there. They Michigan, I mean, Maryland had 19 points at halftime, so they really came out flat. Um, and then Eric Ayala kind of turned it up when it was too late. It was Ayala had 20 points in the second half, but they lost by what 19. It was never really a n- never really a doubt that Michigan was going to come away with the win there. So not the best outcome, especially on the road, but uh, but they did bounce back. And Logan, you covered that one with that 81-65 win over Illinois. What did you see that was kind of kind of different? Um, in that game, it was just uh, it was no Kofi, and it was a completely different Illinois team. They shot the lights out from beyond the arc a lot of the game, most of the game. You were there with me. We were both there. I just did the story and a lot of the tweets for it, but. Again, it was uh, Maryland led at the half 37-35. It wasn't far and away just to win the whole time. And then in that whole second half, Dante Scott just stepped up. He had 15 of his 25 in the second half alone and just kind of down the stretch made sure that Maryland would come away with the win. He had some big shots late, some big plays. And they just put it enough together at the end to just finally win it and grab their second win over a ranked opponent this season. Of course, they beat Florida back in December. So took down number 20, Florida, and now number 17, Illinois. Yes, they didn't have Kofi Coburn, one of the best players in the country. But at this point for Maryland, I don't think you're taking any wins for granted. A win is a win. So, again, it was an up-and-down week and what's an up-and-down season. And just back to that Michigan game for a second. I didn't cover it, but I did watch the whole thing. And Michigan's offense was just like a a hot knife through butter against Maryland's defense for large portions of the game. And Hunter Dickinson leading the way. So, again, I don't know exactly where Maryland stacks up in the Big Ten this year, but – They've shown game in and game out that they can compete, but they haven't shown that they've been able to finish. They finished against Illinois the other night. Yeah, and like you said, a win's a win. And Illinois has has good players besides Kofi Coburn. They're a they're a Big Ten school, and they got they got they got good recruits, and that's a that's a program on the rise. But um, Maryland's kind of handed it to them at, at home in Xfinity Center. Um, I think they're I think they're undefeated against Illinois at home or at least they've won their last four. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a bounce back win for Maryland um, after a, a disappointing loss to Michigan who had lost their previous three. So an up and down week and we'll see where they go from there. 
and to see where they go from there, we kind of got to look ahead. This week they have two games. They play – they go to Rutgers on Tuesday. They get a rematch with the Scarlet Knights, who they just played a couple of weeks ago. And then on Saturday they'll face off against Indiana for the first time this season. So let's start with the Rutgers game. Let's look there. Do you see this as a chance for revenge for Maryland? What do you think their mindset's kind of going to be coming into that one? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, beat the ter- they beat Maryland at home two weeks ago, and no team likes to get beat on their own home floor. And uh, Ron Harper Jr. Was, was really the reason why Rutgers came away with that win, 31 points um, last time out. And uh, so uh, Rutgers is, is not by any stretch the, one of the – in the upper echelon of Big Ten teams – um, but they're they're a dangerous team because of Ron Harper Jr. And so I, I think that I think that Maryland um, coming into this one could be licking their chops a little bit just because Rutgers is beatable and they already they were already beat by Rutgers especially in that second half. Um, so this would be a very good opportunity for Danny Manning and his team to to, to feed off of what they did against Illinois, which there's a lot of good stuff. And um, and and move that on to to a Rutgers team that is, in my opinion, very beatable. What do you think? I agree. Uh, another thing to note for the Scarlet Knights is they kind of had an up and down week themselves. They beat Iowa by two to start the week off, but then dropped one to Minnesota. They lost by three. So after that win against Maryland, one and one. But they are boasting the conference's second best scoring defense, only allowing sixty four point two points per game. They beat Purdue at home so they like to play at home which I mean what team doesn't like to play at home but if they can come in and do the things they did to beat Maryland in that second half again Maryland will have a tough time if Maryland's able to correct that then I think the Terps have a chance in this game because we've talked about it all year since we started this podcast and even before then is Maryland has lost more games than people are used to having the Terps lose but they've competed in every single game. I mean, they took Wisconsin. They, Wisconsin only escaped with a one-point win out of College Park. So I think if Manning can play up the revenge aspect of this one before the game on Tuesday, that Maryland's going to have a fighting shot in it, in it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you said a little while ago um, beating Purdue. So I think that's a good segue to Maryland's next opponent, um, which is which is Indiana, who recently beat Purdue, who's the best the best team in in the Big Ten this season so far. Yeah, and let's let's look at that Indiana game. And just before we get there, a side note on Purdue, they had themselves a tough week. They took Indiana or excuse me Illinois to either overtime or double overtime. I think it was double overtime. And I was I was watching the game, and they just took us away from it because there was another game they had to show. So that was high level Big Ten basketball and. That's where Kofi actually got injured before the Maryland game. But looking at Indiana, they're going to come to College Park next Saturday. And something worth noting, they're one in four on the road this season. They've done much better at home than they have on the road. Of course, they lost at home today to Michigan, gave up about 80 points. But that brings me to my other point about the Hoosiers is they have the number one scoring defense in the Big Ten. They're allowing just 62.8 points per game as of Sunday before the Michigan game. Of course, that'll jump up. But still, a very good set of teams defensively that Maryland has to go up against this week. So, Indiana's 14-5 and five on the season. They're not that great in the free throw percentage range in that category. Those are just the things that kind of jumped out. But looking at this week, I think this could be a good week for Maryland to really see what it's made of before the home stretch really comes about. 
Yeah, I completely, completely agree about that. Um, I will just say Cam Akers just fumbled. So Tom Brady might be Tom Brady might be going back to the NFC Championship game. Um, so obviously we're recording yeah. this right right when NFL playoffs are <laughs> happening. So. so Noah Ferguson, a noted Detroit Lions fan, noted Matt Stafford supporter or Stan. Stafford Stan. Stan. So that's why that's why he has so much invested in this game right now. Um, I'm looking forward to the one a little bit later on tonight. Bills at Chiefs. That one's going to be. Oh, it's going to be a a great one. But back to the back to the hardwood for a second. I I think that's the best way you can sum up this week for Maryland basketball is this is going to be the see what you're made of week. You're playing two really good defenses along with some teams that can score some really good players. Ron Harper Jr. is the one we highlighted. Do you think they come out of this week 0 and 2, 2 and 0? What should we do? Some game picks. Oh, sorry to cut you off. No, before we do game picks, we did not have a great week last week in terms of game picks. I went 0 and 2. I picked against the Terps, against the Illini. Of course, I assumed Kofi was going to be there, but they made me look silly on that, and I got the Michigan pick wrong. I picked Maryland to win in a close one in a game that was never really close. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't have our best week, but. I mean, Michigan, we both predicted uh, uh, Maryland to beat Michigan, and Hunter Dickinson came back and, and, and burnt us. Uh, and then Illinois, I picked Illinois, I picked Maryland to win even with Kofi Coburn, which was at the time I was, I, it was kind of a sleeper, hot take type pick. But uh, I think that if we knew that uh, Kofi Coburn was going to get a concussion and not be there, we might have picked otherwise. So it's a little, it's a little unfair, but. That's how life goes. Uh, I'm happy to say I got one right, even though it was probably a little bit fluke. But (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. A win's a win. But, I mean, this week, this week we got another chance. We get a chance to redeem ourselves. Um, I think that, uh, starting with Rutgers, I I think that Maryland is going to exact revenge. Um, They really played a solid first half against Rutgers, entered with a, with a, I think it was an 11-point lead. Yeah, 11-point lead. Ron Harper Jr. heated up, and sometimes, uh, I mean, there's stuff you can do to slow him down, but when those those great players get going, it's hard to stop. But um, it's also really hard to beat a team twice. And uh, so I think I'm going to give the edge to Maryland, we'll say 70 to 63. What about you? I'm going to go with the Terps as well. Uh, kind of the same thinking as you. It's hard to beat a team twice. I think they're going to they, – they, I have a feeling in the program that they thought that they had the Rutgers game and then Rutgers came and took it back because they played well. They had an 11-point lead at the half. So I think that that's going to be some fuel for the fire. I'm going to go with the Terps in this one as well. I'll go Maryland 68, Rutgers 63. So I, I think it's going to be a close, hard-fought game. I think Maryland might come out on top in this one, though. So, yeah, and then uh, Indiana, what are you thinking for, for this one? So for Indiana, I'm, I'm a little bit of a toss-up. I mean, they got shellacked a little bit by Michigan today. So did Maryland last week. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that that road record comes into play there. Sometimes you want to throw records out the window, but one and four on the road, that's the only place they've struggled so far. So Maryland, coming off that win at home against the Illini, they'll be happy to be back in the building. I'm going to go with Maryland in this one as well. Again, I think it's going to be close. I don't think Maryland's a team that's blowing other teams out this year. I'll go Maryland. Hmm, I'll go Maryland uh, 60-58. 60-58, I like that. 
I think it's I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I think that what you I I was originally leaning toward um, towards Indiana um, because it's hard to see Maryland going two and zero in a week with with how their program is going. But I think that if they have somebody step up like how Dante Scott did, and with Indiana's struggles on the road, I'm thinking I'm going to give the edge to Maryland in a in a 58. 57 one point win I think it's going to come down to the wire and Maryland's going to give their fans uh something to cheer about now that fans are back and it'll probably be a little louder in the Xfinity Center than it was over winter break I like that so Maryland we both picked Maryland in both games this week and I think we'll know a lot more depending on how that Rutgers games go how that Rutgers game goes if Maryland comes out and gets a win, that might give them the fuel to keep it going and beat Indiana. And if it, they come out losers of that one, maybe things change. But those are our picks for this week's games. Let's move somewhere else and let's talk about what everyone loves to talk about when it comes to college basketball, tournament hopes. So the bad news, Maryland's are slim to none right now. But the good news is there's still a decent amount of season left. Maryland's ranked 83rd as of Sunday today in the Kempom rankings and 99 in net rankings. So not ideal, not in the field, not in the tournament, not the first four out, not the last four buys, not any of that. To get there, they're going to have to keep getting big wins. And I think you agree with that, right, Noah? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's, that's uh, they have to. And they, they haven't so far this this season. So, I mean, Illinois – Technically, is a big win because they're 17th in the country, but their their star, which who the head coach Brad Underwood said is the best player in college basketball, um, was absent. So there's a little asterisk there, um, but it, that's still it's a it's a good starting point. But they still have, as you said, a very long way to go. For sure, and so we'll just see. We'll keep an eye on that as the season progresses, but. NCAA hopes not gone, but not necessarily rising at this point in time. So that was last week, this week coming up, and a little bit of the bigger picture. We want to take a step back now and do our segment that we came up with this week, and it's a starting five. We're both going to pick five players from former Maryland teams and build our starting five. The stipulations we put on it was we said 2000 to 2022. Um, you have to pick two guards, two forwards, and a center. So I said that Noah could have the first pick because before I got to Maryland, before I became a journalist, before I had any of this stuff, I grew up a fan of Maryland basketball. So I have a little bit more working knowledge of who used to play here. So I let Noah go first. So with that being said, who is your first pick in this draft? Yeah, well, I'll first preface to say thank you for the first pick. I appreciate it. I grew up just for some context, I grew up a Michigan fan. My dad went there, and so I was a big Trey Burke guy, you know, Nick Stauskas, Tim Hardaway Jr., the, the classics, uh, classic Michigan, uh, Michigan basketball legends. But um, so I did my research, you know. I always want to beat Logan, so I uh, did my research, and I think that my first pick is, is, uh, is the obvious pick, at least for me. So I'm putting him in a different position than some people may think, but I think he works well here. I'm going to go with a legend and a key member, if not the key member of the 2002 national championship team, which is Juan Dixon. 
Uh, Juan Dixon's my number one pick. I'm going to put him at shooting guard. He averaged 16.1 points per game. Most most uh, three-pointers made in Maryland history with 239. Second in career steals with 333. ACC Athlete of the Year. Only player in NCAA history to accumulate 2,000 points, 300 steals, and 200 threes. And as I said earlier, led that team to that 2002 national championship. So I think this is a slam dunk first pick. Juan Dixon is maybe the maybe the greatest Maryland basketball player to ever grace the hardwood. And so he is going in my two spot. He is my shooting guard. So now that I've I've snagged Juan Dixon, who's your who's your first pick, Logan Hill? With my first pick, and I'm going with him because I'm afraid he'll be off the board if I try to let him sit. I'm taking. Mello Trimble, uh, Maryland point guard, and he's a legend around these parts. He was a three-time All-Big Ten selection. They, Maryland won 79 games during his three-year stint here, um, along with another player that I'm hoping to get. He's one of four players to record 1,600 points, 400 assists, 150 steals. He also had 92 games in double figures and really just the point guard during the early 2010s for Maryland played here from 2014 to 2017 didn't uh, three straight tournaments didn't ever make it really onto the NBA stage but just maybe it's the 14 year old still in me uh just an electric electric player when I was growing up and so that's my first pick who are you going with next year on the clock so when when we were drafting these originally I was I was shocked that this guy was still on the board and which is why Juan Dixon's my shooting guard I'm taking the guy who's atop the Maryland ranks in terms of assists by 200, 972 career assists for this Maryland legend, Steve Blake, who's going to be my, my point guard. So I got the Juan Dixon, Steve Blake backcourt, uh, which I don't think, I don't think is really beatable. Um, he's fourth in career steals. He led, I mean, as he said, led the team to the 2002 National Championship. He's also a, a very underrated three-point shooter, 38% from three in his college career, 41.6% in his final season from three. So I really like this backcourt. Uh, Steve Blake at the one, dishing out passes. He can knock down three. Juan Dixon, you know, number one in Maryland history in three-point three-pointers made. They're both solid defenders. I mean, Juan Dixon, 300-plus steals. So I like, I like where I'm at right now. Uh, Logan, how are, you, how are you going to respond? Okay, well, before I make my pick, just a side note, it is now 27 to 27. In the oh, my. I didn't see what just happened, but I looked up. There was a review, and now it's a tie ball game. With what a sell. What an all-time choke. <laughs> the Rams oh were up 27 to 3 at one point. Matt, twenty-seven to six. Anyways, my second pick—you left him on the board for me. I'm going with Jalen Smith. Jalen Stick Smith now living it up for the Phoenix Suns. Played two years at Maryland, 2018 to 2020. His stats: 13 and a half points per game, 5.7 rebounds. And his sophomore year, he had 21 double doubles, which was third in the nation. And how did I figure that out? I tweeted it back when he declared for the draft. I don't know how I was able to track that tweet down but I knew he had had a lot of double-doubles. And really just maybe it's because I was a college freshman and a college sophomore when he played here, and I just thought he was that dynamic. But he had the length. He could block shots. He could score. He could pull down rebounds. Somebody that I really want to have in my front court to just be able to have that trustworthy pick-and-roll spot and just kind of do what I want to do. So I went Mellow Trimble, the point guard of the early 2010s, and then Jalen Smith 
to um, for my second pick. So it's back to you. Yeah, and I was upset that I couldn't get Jalen Smith. I was hoping he'd fall to me in my third spot, but he's – I mean, Jalen Smith is someone that we both watched in person dominate, and that's a great pick there. So um, I also went with a big man, um, pretty recent big man as well. Um, so he only, he only spent one season in College Park, which kind of, as we were saying before the show started, led to his downfall – at Maryland, but I think that with Juan Dixon and Steve Blake, if we're if we're if we're talking, if this was an actual team, these players in their primes, I think he would eat down low. So I'm taking Diamond Stone, um, 12 point per game in his one season with Maryland, five rebounds, 56 blocks in that season. He had that game against Penn State. Maryland fans will remember 39 points against Penn State, fifth most points by a Terp all time. He had eight blocks in a game against Nebraska, and he set the record for most free throws made in a game in Maryland history in that one, in that one game against Penn State, and this is all in one season. So who knows what he could have done um, from there. So I think that his potential um, and, and his, his small sample size at Maryland, I think he is, he's one of the best um, Terps, Terp big men to come out uh, of College Park recently. So I took him at my center to pair with Steve Blake and Juan Dixon. So I got Steve Blake, Juan Dixon, Diamond Stone. And it is time for your third pick, Mr. Hill. For sure. And just a note on Diamond Stone is he was a force. And I don't feel like you can describe a lot of people as a force. Diamond Stone was a force and one of the great Maryland what ifs, at least as it translates to the NBA. Anyways, my third pick is somebody that actually played with Diamond Stone. It's Des Wells. He played here with Trimble. He played here with Diamond Stone. He played three seasons in Maryland. He averaged 14.3 points per game, had 4.8 rebounds. It was also first team all Big Ten as a senior. And he was really just kind of that veteran leader around a team that had a lot of talent. And he just, he was, he kind of also had that edge. And that's what I was looking for in my third pick at my small forward spot. Somebody that kind of has that edge. And we'll talk about him a little bit later on as we were looking for stuff for this week in Maryland basketball history, but I just felt like a good pick and I was worried he might be someone else that came off the board. So I went Des Wells at three. All right. And uh, it looks like the Rams pulled out the win. I'm a little, I'm excited. Matthew Stafford game winning drive. I'm used to it. I'm used to it being a Detroit sports fan, but sorry that uh, <laughs> I just had to, I had to bring that up real quick so my number my number four selection I'm going with my small forward and I really wanted to pick somebody that I got to watch in person um and the someone who really impressed me last season was Aaron Wiggins now doing great things for the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, I mean 14 and a half points per game last season he's a high flyer as you can as we can see he's had he had some big time dunks 36 percent three-point shooter capable shot creator good decision maker I think with Steve Blake and Juan Dixon to have a good decision maker, lengthy, lengthy defender worked well with Anthony Cowan, who was a, a good point guard for, for Maryland, who looks like we're not going to have unless he sneaks into your lineup somehow um, on this list. But Aaron Wiggins is, is someone that I would love to have on any team. Um, and I really wanted to pick him because he, uh, it, maybe it's recency bias, but I got to see him. And, and watch him up close and personal. So um, I went with Aaron Wiggins as my small forward. Where are you going, Logan? 
Okay, um, this is my fourth pick. So rounding out my team right now, I got Melo Trimble, Dez Wells, and Jalen Smith. And I need, I need some more shooting. I have a lot of shooting with Melo Trimble, but I wanted to go some more shooting. And since you went guards one and two, it left this guy open for me. I'm going with Grievous Vasquez. Um, played here from 2006 to 2010. 16 points per game, and he's number two in Maryland history in assists, number two in three-pointers made, and he also has the most double-figure games in Maryland history, including one game where he had 41 points against Virginia Tech. So he, along with Trimble, were one of those four players to record 1,600 points, 400 assists, and 150 steals. So my front court, I mean, you can – or excuse me, my back court, you can talk about yours all day. Mine's pretty darn talented too, I would say. And so – Trimble, I'm going to move Vasquez off the ball, put him at shooting guard. And so I, I really like that lineup. And I think if one of them is having an off night, the other one will be there to pick him up. So with that being said, you should have one pick left. Who are you taking? All right, with my last pick, uh, I will say before, before, we, before we go ahead, um, I mean, when I picked Steve Blake and Juan Dixon, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm crushing Logan. But Logan's really knocked it out of the park with his last couple picks. So I think we're really – I think we've, we got some even squads. and. Um, I like uh, I like where each of these teams these teams are, and so for my last pick, I'm also picking someone more recent, someone who's making waves in the league right now, someone who uh, he's six foot nine, so he's he'll, he'll work as my power forward, and I want I like shooting, I like that's the direction that this this team, my team, Steve Blake, Juan Dixon, great shooters, Aaron Wiggins, good shooter, Diamond Stone is not a shooter, but he's a he's a he's my center, so. Uh, I'm going Jake Lehman as my power forward, 39% from three his senior year. Also a capable defender, 123 career steals, over 1,400 career points. Uh, as I said, I mean, he, his 6'9 frame, he can, he can bring down rebounds, um, but he can also stretch the floor as a shooter. So I think that he, he might not be the most statistically dominant uh, big, big man that the the Terps have had recently, but I think he fits well with my team. And so I, that's my, that's my team going Steve Blake at point, Juan Dixon shooting guard, Aaron Wiggins at the three, Jake Lehman at the four and diamond stone as my center. That's my, that's my starting five. And I like it. And let's see where, where Logan goes for his final pick. All right. I need, I need somebody that can go down and bang around with diamond stone down there in the low post. I needed a center. I had Jalen Smith, but I want to move him up to power forward. He can play both spots. But I want the sticks version, so I'm going to play him at the power forward. I'm going with Alex Len at the center. Played at Maryland from 2011 to 2013. Career averages of 9.7 points per game and seven rebounds per game. Not that eye-popping until you know that he had 2.1 block shots per game during his career. He's also a seven-footer, and he ended up being a top-five lottery pick back in the day. So he was, he was one of the first players that I watched as a, in terms of watching Maryland basketball. So I just, I think he can go down there and compete with Diamond Stone. Maybe not a force, but he might be able to stem the tide a little bit. So that rounds out my starting five. I have Melo Trimble, Grievous Vasquez, Des Wells, Jalen Smith, and Alex Len. So my team versus Noah's team. Once this episode comes out, we'll put our teams out on, on socials and we'll let you guys kind of decide who are the better team. We'll put it up to a vote. We wish we could see him play. That would be some sort of a game. Yep. I, I, I mean, I love this game. Um, I, I'd love to see what listeners will, will say about our teams and maybe we can throw a little poll together, see, see what the, what the uh, consensus is, but I'm, 
I really like both of these teams. Both of these teams are, I mean, all these players are great players. And, um, and so uh, this, this was, it was a lot of fun to do credit Logan for the idea and um, look forward to doing more stuff like this in the future. So uh, thank you. Thanks again for, for uh, getting this all set up, Logan. And, and thanks for tuning in if you're, uh, if you're still here right now. So I, we're going to move on to our, our last segment uh, of, the, of the day, which is the This Week in Maryland Basketball History. I'll let Logan uh, take it away here. And just before we go to that segment, no, I got to ask, for your starting five, which color uniform are you putting them in? You got four choices. Which oh, color? Come on. Everybody, everybody who knows me knows that I think the gold uniforms are the most fire uniforms that Maryland has in their repertoire. I th- I think that they could do uh, more more things with with their uniforms to spice it up more. But the current Gold Rush uniforms, I just think they're I just think they're so spicy, dude. Uh, wh- what about you, Logan? What are you thinking? Um, I agree. Gold would have been my pick if I didn't hand it off to you first. But I'm gonna go with I'll go with the classic red. You can't go wrong with it. But the red from Trimble's time, where it had the flag trim around the neck. I think that was yeah. a clean look, and if you can't have gold, if you can't have a throwback look, you might as well go with the, the regular old red. So, anyways, let's wrap up the show. A quick show. I mean, didn't take you hardly any time at all to listen to it this week. This week in Maryland basketball history, Maryland takes down Northwestern in College Park during the Terps' first season in the Big Ten. This is back in 2014. I believe it's January 25th. So, Maryland beat – Yep, it was January 25th, 2015. Maryland beat Northwestern 68-67 to thanks to 27 points, three assists, and four steals for Mello Trimble and 17 points from Des Wells. But his most important points came right at the end. Trailing by a basket with no timeouts, Maryland had to push the floor, and Trimble got a three-point look off. And it was a good look, but it didn't fall. Well, Wells corralled the rebound and put it back up and kind of just finished it home and Maryland came out with a one-point win. So, I mean, that was back in 2014 after the move from the ACC, all that legacy and things of that nature. So they're trying to build a new legacy now in the Big Ten, and that was one of the early early highlight moments of it. So that about does it, I think, for us for this week's show. Um, anything else from you, Noah, before we get out of here? No, let's, let's, let's call it. That was a great one, a, a quick one. So um, we're, we're here on, a, on an NFL postseason Sunday. So – we us us uh, sports fanatics have have our our hands full and we're we're watching a bunch of different things so that was a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to next week as well. Absolutely! Oh my goodness! No! That's what I was gonna say Logan. No, no, listen, listen. I was gonna say at the end. I wanted to tell you that I didn't say absolutely once, and I just did it right there. I said, I remembered, I remembered as I was starting the this week in Maryland basketball history, I was like, man, I haven't said absolutely all podcast. <laughs> oh, no, the absolutely bomb. Well, maybe next week, maybe next week on the pod, we'll, we'll have Logan Hill not. Yeah. not drop hey, I, I think that's, that's a good way to wrap things up, but only one this week. That, that's improvement. So, and I was already on the radio for two hours earlier today when I did the women's call. I didn't, I only used absolutely one time there. So that was a lot to say progress, nothing. Progress. That was a lot to say nothing. Maryland, two games this week, looking to have another week that's not up and down and maybe all up and hopefully not all down. That does it for us here on the Right Bench Podcast. We thank you for tuning in along the way so far, and hopefully you keep tuning in. Take care. Absolutely. <laughs>